Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hello. It's a spooky day in the neighborhood. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, you, you hated that a lot more than I thought you would. <laughs> I knew halfway through I hated it. And then it kept going and, it, and my hatred grew. I was like, oh, oh I want to leave. This is our musical improv show. This is because fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda won't get back to us. So we have to do it ourselves. This is the knockoff Houdini. Welcome. Oh, come on. Come on. Who done it? Houdini. Oh, there we go. Oh, that one I love. Who do you love? Houdini. I bet that could be something. You're I right. I think there's something there. Good huh? job, Christine. A little nugget. Thank you. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to And That's Why We Drink. Why do you Slash drink? Slash Houdini oh. Broadway Backstage. That's it, too. Houdini's Green Room. Behind the scenes. Uh, how am I? Why do you drink? We haven't done that in a while. Oh. <laughs> Threw me for a loop there. I've been doing a lot of old uh, content, putting it back on Patreon, and I'm like, we used to do a whole different thing. <laughs> we did. Okay, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Why do I drink? Yeah. Hmm. Why do I drink? Uh, yeah, the theme and the beginning of the this whole concept was we've always got a reason to drink. We want to complain. It's the so whole concept. That was... I guess that part we didn't stop. No. We definitely never stopped We just mask it differently now. We um, just do it without reason. Why do I drink? What is today? Hmm. Um, I drink in a good way and a bad way that tomorrow I'm going to Maine. Yes. <clears throat> which I said in the last episode, too. Um, but I'm going to Maine and I... Uh, we're doing a show in Maine and we're doing a show in Vermont and I've never been to either. So I'm going Me neither. in advance. I'm staying a couple days before and after so I can enjoy the areas. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I don't like about that is to travel across the country takes a whole day of travel. It's a lot. And we lose three hours coming from the West Coast. Right. So I am going to be traveling literally all day tomorrow. Yes, and then Eva and I will be traveling literally all day the following day, so it's going to be... I'll be having a blast that day. You'll be having... You'll be sleeping in, eating from Ben and Jerry's. You'll be having a good time. Oh, I'm very excited, yes. Lisa <clears throat> Lampanelli's come in, and she's going to road trip with us. Yes, she's... She, like, arranged it. She just was like, here's our Airbnb. We have a hot tub. I was like, uh, by the way, guys, I guess Lisa is... Uh, I'm glad you reminded me, because I need to pack tonight, so... Oh, yeah. Apparently, apparently there's a hot tub. Uh, we'll invite you guys when we get there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I guess I drink for the same reason, but I'm excited because I've also never been, and I love lobster. I know you don't, but, um, we went, we went over this. <laughs> I do, I do think Maine is beautiful. Oh, I do think Vermont is beautiful. I will say, the day after, 
you guys are flying eventually back to LA. I'm going to um, Phoenix or yeah. Tempe for my for Blaze's uh, anniversary gift. He got me and him these um, tickets to Innings Music Festival where I'm going to see Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Oh my gosh, Live. that's going to be so fun. Live. <laughs> and Weezer and Death Cab. I'm so amped, guys. How long are you there for? Um, like two nights. Oh, okay. Because it's just a, it's like a two day festival. We're only going for one of the days because the other day is DMB and that's really not my jam. I see. I see. Um, and so I'm really excited and I'm very thankful that Blaze got us the, the cool tickets where we get to, they take you around in a little golf cart to each oh, of the shit. stages. Wow. Like royalty. <laughs> <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'll be traveling back on a 767 and flying all the way back oh, for 12 hours. Oh yeah. 760, group one, group A, baby. <laughs> I don't know what group I'm in. Probably the back corner. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's why I drink. Why do you drink? Oh, I just meant, sorry, I meant to throw mine in as the, I'm really excited for the music festival. Oh, in a positive And also, also thankful because I, w- I will be drinking. Oh, I do drink because I'm currently in the midst of a Crohn's flare. Yeah. Um, small mind. Some people have picked up on that somehow magically. I don't know how. Maybe because you look like garbage. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my God. You just almost made me choke on no, my own. I was kidding. On my you own look, Oh my God. So skinny and beautiful. Shut up. So I... <laughs> So I posted like something. I don't even know. I, somebody in close friends on Instagram like picked up on. I was like, I hope you're feeling better. I was like, huh? Maybe they have Crohn's. Maybe I think maybe like I. I exude... Maybe it's like Gadar, where like oh, if you sure. have Crohn's, you're like, ooh, it's, I I see you. It's called Crodar, you're, and you're looking a little ragged today. Yeah, yeah. It's really offensive when I'm just looking ragged, and I'm like, I'm feeling great, but thank you. <laughs> That's actually usually you coming That's, in. I walk in and I go, whoa, what and happened? Like, oh God, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but so I am in a Crohn's flare. Uh, so I'm on. I'm, and it's very scary because uh, it means my medication isn't working. They thought I had C diff. I don't. So now they're like, "Oh shit, your medication of nine and a half years stopped working." So and you said that usually at ten years is when it stops working, right? Well, some people around like it's a mixed bag. A lot of people it works for the rest of their lives. So I was like, fingers crossed. But then around ten years, sometimes people start to realize they're so their bo- basically your body builds up an immunity to it in some people. Yeah. including mine <laughs> it's a curse that your body's so strong i know well that it just fought it off it's like oh we're not gonna fight off all these other things but this one we don't want <laughs> your body is really weak because it has crumbs but really strong in that it fought off one thing only and it's the way to prevent the one good the good for me thing <laughs> um but yeah so anyway i'm trying all new meds so if you see me and i look ragged or haggard haggard or poofy faced that's why so i'm sorry about that and my looks i'm so sorry about that uh, but that's why I drink or slash don't drink, really. If I look poofy face, it's because I had a lot of gluten and carbs. Uh-huh. Happily, by the way. By I the chose way, that. And I'm okay with your it. Your body did not fight it off. No. In fact, it embraced it a little too well. <laughs> um, um, but so that's that. Just a, just a shout out to anybody in the same boat. I know there's a lot of you. So I, as... I, I say this to Christine a lot, but as an ignorant party of the of a, as a crone ally who does not understand what you go through, I still cannot. I can't imagine truly because I don't have the capacity to imagine it. But, but also, so, I don't know how you do it. But and you're I so feel so, bad. You're so supportive. Like you're the only one who really sits there and goes, "What does it feel like? What is it like? Is it I don't like know a- if that's support or me just being like <laughs> too fucking curious? You're like, is it like a knife or is it like? I'm like, I want the TMI. Like, how bad does it get? What does your poop look like? I'm like I okay, have asked that many this times. This is getting really wild. Um, We're best friends. Doctor M comes to play. I talk. Doctor M asks the patient, "What's going on? <laughs> Tell me." everything yeah i just i don't understand and i also like i i am very lucky in that i'm someone who 
naturally, I've really have gotten very few stomach aches in my entire life. So when I do get a stomach ache, even like the slightest one, <laughs> I've never built up a tolerance. So I'm such a baby, like, <laughs> like the slightest ping in my stomach and I'm down for the count for the rest of the day. And then Christine's like, oh, I've been having a flare up for five days. Anyway, let's go rally. And I'm I like, felt, what are you talking about? I felt so bad because we went to um, Sacramento and San Francisco, which is when it started. And I was like, I'm not going to tell Em and Eva because I don't want them to worry. And so I guess nobody noticed. So that's good. You do a really good job thought, of hiding it. I, I'm really good at um, hiding my thoughts and feelings and emotions. Unless I'm on the podcast, then I can't help myself and tell you everything. <laughs> if I think about having a stomachache, I really just want to go home and cry for five days. Like, the fact that you just live in constant pain blows my <laughs> well, mind. I appreciate it. And, like, it always... It, it's kind of funny because I was t- telling M2, like, it... Um, it's weird because it's like your body, at least mine, like forgets what it's like because I've been in remission for so long. And then all of a sudden I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, it's back. Like it's so familiar all of a sudden. But when I don't have it, when I'm in remission, I can't pick, I can't imagine it. I'm like, I'm sure it's not that bad. When, then, I, when I was in high school, I had a really wild ulcer that put me in the hospital. That's right. So that's what it's like. But every stomachache feels like that. I, I like... <laughs> And like, not because I like need to get checked out, but because I'm just that big of a baby. I, I remember having the that ulcer and like, I could talk about it so dramatically. I can talk about anything dramatically, but I could talk no, about it you? like, it's like, it's the worst thing that's ever happened on earth. And then you're like, oh yeah, I have like 10 of those every <laughs> single day. And I'm like, what? Anyway. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I was very lucky. I'm, I am very lucky and I was in remission for a long time and I found a medication that worked. Apparently not anymore so much, but, um. You know, a lot of people can never get into remission, so props to you if that's the case. And keep the good, keep fighting the good fight. Anyway, I'm so sorry to everyone. You'd all deserve a hug, unless you don't want one. Unless you don't want one. Everyone with Crohn's deserves a hug. And anyone. What was the one that we said? uh, Was it you or me or one of us said like, because it was IBD Awareness Day or something, and we were like, give somebody, or you said, give someone with IBD a hug, and I was like, but like, don't actually touch them but don't I don't remember. just think about hugging them really hard so sorry let's do this oh wait i also want to add um we have a patron of the week thank you for always being on top of that because i'm so sorry I, oh. you really just carry the entire I, goddamn show no, you're no, no 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 i just always forget um this is uh our patron of the week is trey bossa okay hi trey trey what a cool name is not the guy in um high school musical or am i making that up trey? zach efron no but it wasn't one of the characters named trey troy troy okay <laughs> Who played by Zac Efron? But I'm sick. Uh, I'm going to use that as an excuse now for everything. Trey Belton. Um, I have an ulcer. Okay. Uh, Trey, thank you for... You're cooler than Zac Efron. Rumor has it, fun fact, that Trey Songs lives... That's the one I'm thinking of. You're thinking of Trey Songs because I complain about him a lot because... You do. Trey Songs, I don't know... Do you guys know who that is? Because I know who that is, but I feel like it's such a random reference. He was not necessarily a one-hit wonder, but maybe like a three-hit wonder. Or maybe like a three-hit half-wonder. Mm. Is that rude? Probably. If he's listening, I'm so sorry. I'm sure he's not. But Trey Songs uh, lives in my apartment. That's right. And not under in, the bed. <laughs> not in my like a specific one, but in my complex. He sings in the shower a lot. He does make a lot of fucking noise. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, or at least the people between us. Is that the one Allison was telling me that like they seem to always be wrestling and like, I don't know there's what a baby, th- but the baby's the quietest one. That's why I fucking drink. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna like obviously like triangulate my location here but i live in a complex there are multiple floors on the corner oh we're not gonna go there <laughs> i was like I, I dare you do you think that i actually know your where you live i'm so yes. geographically challenged i, I have think, to like google map it every time um so uh 
Trey Songs lives on the top floor in the penthouse. Uh, obviously. <laughs> and lives in the swankiest of all apartment buildings. I don't. I don't live in the penthouse. I I live in a like a decent apartment. I have a pretty nice apartment. I love your apartment. But there's a floor between me and Trey Songs. Oh. And we actually just sent. So I've been recording them uh, since January every night because they're so goddamn loud and to a point where i've walked out of our apartment before and been like i don't know where i'm going but i cannot be in this apartment they're so stupid loud whoa i, I like to blame it on trey songs because that's cooler um <laughs> but really it's just like a family of i don't know fifteen thousand people and they all like are part of a marching band with 10 babies and <laughs> i love allison was like oh they have a baby and i went oh and she's like and it's the only one that doesn't the make baby noise. knows when quiet hours it's are so funny and like they're so goddamn loud and I've even I've turned into like Mr. Heckles because I will That's literally throw Mr. the Heckles. broom on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like I bang the broom on the ceiling all the time and it just makes them get louder. I'm sure I piss them off. I don't. But so I've been filming them every night and apparently our landlord sent us an email by accident because. The, oh, I heard about this. Sent, they sent us an, e- an email back and thinking that because we're the floor directly under the digits are the same. Right, right, right. And so. They sent an email meant for them to us saying like, so you've been getting a lot of noise complaints from neighbors surrounding you. I just wanted to remind you that like we have quiet hours. You need to be respectful of that. And I chimed in real quick and I was like, actually, we're the floor below. But while we're on the subject, here are 87 videos I have recorded of <laughs> them being wildly a full loud. TikTok account of every 90 second video oh, of them. Uh, well, so I said they were being really loud. I listed every single thing. I'm a night owl. So I was like, at least until 3.30 in the morning, they're doing this, 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 and this every 10 goddamn minutes. And you're awake. So it's like, you're not even trying to sleep. You're just like, it's so fucking loud. I, yeah, it's awful. And so I said, I have also recorded a lot of videos of this in case you need further evidence. And I thought she wasn't going to go for it. And then our landlord was like, can you please send those videos? And I was like, happily, because Allison has been making fun of me for recording those videos, being like, what are you going to do with them? And then all of a sudden I get asked to use them. And I was like, send them to the police, the FBI. I wish I could. I wish I could arrest those people. They're so fucking loud. Send them to the CIA. Um, anyway, Trey Songs lives in my Trey apartment. Trey Songs apparently has 14 million followers on Twitter, which I did not realize was a thing. We're such assholes. Do you even know who that is? I'm sorry. I feel rude because I think I'm just not cool. So I was like, I know somebody. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't have a gauge for what's cool or not. But I will say also, apparently, he had an album called Trey Day. Oh, shit. Which is just the coolest thing I ever Well, now did every here. time my neighbors are loud, I'm just going to text you and be like, it's Trey Day. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Studio ah! Girl is just going crazy it's up there. It's Trey Night. Okay, that's that's great, Christine. Um, I, I you should just blast his album really loud. Although I guess technically it is like not technically him, right? But it's I hope because we're not slandering him. Oh we, no, I mean we are, but we're not meaning to. I would certainly like to for fun of it, but I have never met him. He seems real. Oh, he's very ripped. So he has that going for him. Uh, I hope that his floor is as loud as my ceiling is, considering we're sandwiching this really awful family. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the, the actual show. Okay, thank you, Trey, for being a Patreon supporter. And not being as loud as my neighbors. The other Trey. Who I could talk about them forever. So, <laughs> I really... You know what? Let's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Everyone yeah, just, yeah. like, held their breath and was, like, hitting the next button on Spotify. Like, Everyone never, was, like, 15 seconds further? Do you know what I sometimes wonder is, like, if people... Actually, I wonder this constantly. If people are like, no, 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 let me show you this podcast. I love it. And they start listening and they're like, it's not always like this. Or <laughs> but, maybe it is. And they find it every time they try a new episode. They're like, oh. Every episode they have to defend, yeah. Like, oh, it, it, I promise in 20,000 minutes it gets better. Okay. You know what? You guys said that you liked our banter. And Why? so Why? here we go. Okay. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's gonna smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Moving on. Here is the actual story. Have you read my notes yet? Have you seen what I'm covering? No, I did okay. not shocking uh, because i i actually i'm not shocked because you would have verbally made a sound oh really yes okay we'll see i've been also staring and screaming at the camera so long that the ring light has actually i think uh temporarily blinded me this time dope like okay. not even as a joke so i could not even if i wanted to see great what is it now i'm curious so, last week we talked about the thunderbird right and the thunderbird one of the theories is that it is what a big fucking giant bird? No, alligator. Wait, dinosaur. What is one of the theories of what it could be? Not a dinosaur. The thing that you no. ranted about. It's not Mandela effect. Yes. You're kidding. Is that why you're being so weird about it? Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought you'd want to talk about this. And then you kept being like, anyway. Shut it down, Christine. <laughs> well, because you were also, you were saying like, I don't believe in the Mandela and the Mandela effect. And I was like, and then well, I said, and I said, I'm I about to talk about to it. To be fair, I said, I can't wait for you to cover it because, um, We'll have a lot to talk about. So, well, you said something about how like you're not like a big believer in it, and so I instantly was like bullshit because well, that's yeah. But what I've I'm always been very open about that. I've argued with my brother and people on Reddit 
in my head. I don't actually argue with people on Reddit. I was like, well, how far, how dedicated are you? I absolutely believe in the Mandela effect. That's... Oh, this will be fun. I know. I think it's, I. <laughs> All right. Get your boxing gloves out. <laughs> it's fun. No, I think it's a uh, fascinating. I think it's like deeply fascinating. Like I'd, I would love, I love talking about it. Yes. And also I, I do think that there is something psychological that creates, like, I mean, it, it seems to be a, like across the, across the globe, like everyone seems to have these like misconceptions yeah. that are all understood communally. Like it's, there's gotta be something to and, it. And like willingly, I admit I've like been in that same boat where I'm like, no, for sure. I know that. But I like, AKA I, last episode in the Thunderbird. Thunderbirds. Exactly. So I'm, I haven't even really gotten a chance to be like, holy shit. I'm so excited for you to cover this. Cause I am amped. Okay, great. Yes. So, oh my God. um, and this is a little more to me, this is going to be fun. It's going to be a little different than more most of my stories so some people might hate that some people might enjoy it the reason it's different is because half of my story is just going to be us playing the game yes oh fun guys come on let's play so everyone shout at your radios as if you (laughs) think we can hear you i like how you say radio like we're on like (laughs) oh sorry your phonograms (laughs) phonograms i don't even know how to pronounce it okay your typewriter how does this work i don't know (laughs) scream into the air and that's calling somebody we'll hear you um so the Mandela effect. I'm trying to actively say Mandela effect because I used to say Mandela effect and someone yelled at me that it's actually the Mandela effect, but it is the Mandela no, effect. And yeah, I remember this because one time we said it and you said Man- Mandela and I went, you know, I got it's screamed about- at and then I felt stupid. No, it's about Nelson Mandela. Yes. Everybody. I'm not telling you. I know that you know, but whoever yelled at you. Yeah. I maybe know. they have their they own shamed- Mandela effect. Maybe. They shamed me and then, and so now I've On taught Twitter? myself to say Mandela effect and I know it's wrong. I don't know where. Someone in real life said it to me, though, That's, because I... It's probably, probably fucking Trey songs. <laughs> he sang it. Like, <laughs> Mr. Mandela. Whoa. Nope. Okay. Whoa. Is that your Lady Gaga? You're about saying, no, like... No, the um, song Bottoms Up by Trey songs. Oh, I thought you were going to sing... You um, were going to roast me without even having any goddamn information. I thought you were going to romance. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's where I thought we were going. We should cover eventually an episode about, like, the um, the similarities in songs. How mm, it's where like, it's, like, the same... The same chords, yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna say we should cover Bad Romance, and I was like, we absolutely should We should cover should Madame Gaga. Madame That's, Gaga, who, by the way, uh, for those wondering what she's like, uh, if you want a little Hollywood inside scoop, oh, Lady Gaga is a goddamn delight. Have you met her? Gaga damn light. Wow, that's good. Em. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I'll... The dogs are disagreeing with you. Or agreeing. no, I I like her meat dress or whatever. I've only heard wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things about her. Oh, I thought you met her though. You have not met her. I have not personally Shit. met her. But when I worked at the prop house, someone told a prop master who was working on American Horror Story with her came <gasps> cool. in, cool, and told me that one of the PAs um, on set uh, came in crying one day because oh. their house had been like broken into and someone stole everything. Oh my God. And so she came in crying. One of the makeup and hair people were like talking about it while they were doing like Gaga's hair. Mm. And I don't know if this is true, but this is the story that I heard and I want to perpetuate it. Lady <sighs> Gaga gave her assistant her personal credit card and said, go get her one of everything. And so by the time that PA got back home, she had like an Apple TV and a laptop and like all these things. Lady Gaga, I've been robbed too. <laughs> Help me. Trey Songs took all of my stuff. Help me. No, he I'm took just... my goddamn sleep because I'm definitely awake all <laughs> night that's, long. That's lovely. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true, but I heard it from someone who ha- like was working with her and like yeah. I heard about it the day that it happened. I will say like I've never heard anything <clears throat> bad about her, which I feel like you tend to hear everything bad about everyone here. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's its own. Uh, uh, yeah, true. 
evidence, I guess. Okay, sorry. Sorry. So the Mandela effect. Also, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at your nose, I promise. I just am, like, very excited. You want to look at my baby browns this time. I do. I know. I want to gaze at them. My chiseled jaw mm. full of ice cream and pudding. So... <laughs> Sorry, why did that make me laugh? I don't know. I always, I like to test. I like to test. Okay, everyone's like, please fucking get on with this. So, (laughs) the Mandela effect. Um, If you did not listen to our last episode, I kind of did a quick little spark notes on it. We were talking about the Thunderbird and how one of the ideas, uh, one of the uh, most common stories and references of the Thunderbird is that there were two ranchers who shot something down. And now there's this historical famous picture of six men holding up a Thunderbird in front of a barn and it's like in sepia and everyone has seen it in one way or another, or at least a lot of people have to a point where everyone swears that this picture exists. And yet this picture never existed. It only existed after everybody had talked about it in such detail that someone created a picture and and then it affirmed what everyone had said they'd seen. Right. And I remember this is actually one of the only ones I read on Reddit. And I was like, no, I know exactly that picture. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm finally, like, sucked into this thing. <laughs> yeah. So it basically, uh, Mandela effect is a, a collective false memory. So everyone seems to remember something that definitely, without a doubt, happened. You're convinced of it. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that it's not true. And you're like, it's hard to even, like, shake yourself out of it. You're like, no, this did happen. Yeah. A thousand percent yeah. happened. So a lot of people actually also equate it to deja vu of being like, I mm. know this happened. And you cannot be convinced otherwise. It's happened before, right? Exactly. Wow. So the Mandela effect or a mass memory discrepancy effect wow. is uh, somewhat recent. It's al- I mean, it's always kind of been a thing, but it was never coined as the Mandela effect until 2008 right? Um, by a paranormal investigator really? named Fiona Broom. Well, that's a great name. It sounds fake. It's like Fiona Apple, but like the knockoff version. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's Fiona Orange. Oh, sorry. That's Fiona Pineapple. What are you talking about? So uh, Fiona Broom was at a conference when the discussion turned to Nelson Mandela's death. And this was in 2008. Um, So this is the beginning of the actual coined phrase, Mm, Mandela. Okay. She was at a conference when the discussion turned to Nelson Mandela's death and Uh, Fiona and others at the conference were like, no, no, no. Like, Mandela died in prison in the 80s. Like, we know this. We remember televised eulogies. We remember the funeral proceedings. Like, Like, everybody knows that. We know it happened. But found out at this conference that Nelson Mandela was freed from prison in 1990 and actually died in 2013. Whoa. So he was alive when they were talking about it. Yeah. He was like going to be alive for five more years when she was like, no, he's dead. He must have been so pissed when this was named after him. He's like, God, what else do you want me to do? Like, I'm right here. For five years, he was like, well, I guess I created a psychological disorder. (laughs) You're Um, welcome, Reddit, by the way. So... Fiona later that night was like in shock and went turned to the chat rooms, of course, of course, and was like, Does anyone else like remember him absolutely dying for sure? <laughs> and so then realized that so many people across the world were like, he's dead. He died in prison in the 80s. And Nelson Mandela's probably like, what is going on? Why are my ears ringing? Yeah, somewhere he's like getting all those Google notification pings. <laughs> like suddenly he's trending on Google again. I hope to think he also looked like Google's himself like oh, we do. for sure. Like we clearly do as of last episode. So it became the Mandela effect and it went viral overnight it seems and neuroscientists psychologists physicists conspiracy theorists all started looking into it trying to figure out a reason for why this one thing alone started like threw people for a total loop and by 2014 there was actually a, a subreddit called Mandela effect that is now 
the largest community on Reddit with more than a hundred. Wait, is it really? I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's at least one of the largest. It has a hundred twenty thousand subscribers. I think in 2014 in that year it got 120 like it, got it, got it got blew it. up yeah now it's probably not the biggest but i think when it came out in 2014 i think like the atwd podcast one is a little bigger okay well. <laughs> no the actual the, Man- the mandela effect is uh them being like is that even really a podcast uh, we remember a really lovely time when it didn't exist so it blew up and since 2014 the mandela effect subreddit has existed it's one of the biggest ones on reddit it was one of the first ones i joined when i joined Argu- arguably one of the biggest ones yeah. I would, or if not the biggest one at least in my experience it's the biggest one i'm a part of <laughs> um so people in here obviously discuss examples and theories and personal experiences of this mandela effect happening to them right and there's so many theories um they're all kind of eerie or theory uh, do you guys know that reference or is that also a mandela effect now i don't even know anymore maybe someone out there genuinely thinks we have a show called eerie and theory maybe we do is that the mandela effect oh Wait a minute. shit let me look at my shirt oh no we're good we're still are we both oh no we're not i was wearing it and that's why i drank sweatshirt earlier i did notice that we're uh, really on brand Truly, my entire closet is just my own clothes. Do you realize that we were talking about, and Trey Songs is in there too, but yeah, we were talking <laughs> about, like last time, last episode, we were talking about Googling ourselves. In fact, we were Googling ourselves while wearing shirts with our fucking names on them. Like how? We are just. What is wrong with us? I don't know. I'm so Something. sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Sorry. Let's go back to your thing. Okay. Um, I was going to try to come up with a reason. Oh, I was oh, oh. psychologically analyzing myself. I don't know. We could get back to that. Could be its own conversation. That's a great episode. Therapy 101 with us. Oh, Lord. So there are so many theories from psychology to metaphysics, all these things. Mm. So here are just some of the most popular. So the first one is the uh, CERN Super Collider. In 2017, it was suggested that the uh, Mandela effect is actually the result of a particle accelerator in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. I remember this thing. That caused a rip in our reality. What year was that? 2017. So they think. Um, oh, that everything. That was the year our podcast started. Wait, Hold on. Wait a minute. Holy shit. Oh my God. I'm still sleeping in our class somewhere in Boston University. It's just on the desk. And then I wake up to this stranger hey, named Christine next to me. That must be nice. I'm still fucking working in that class. I'd rather be sleeping. <laughs> I should have made better decisions. You definitely got the A in the class. I definitely got a lot of Z's in the class. Hey, idiot. So uh, that's excellent. I think I, that was on the spot too. I was uh, I was actually really into that one. Felt like that one should have stayed in my pocket a little longer. Should have it could have landed differently. I so, liked it. Uh, yeah. So that argument to me doesn't make too much sense because if it happened in 2017, it means there was nine years where people still thought Nelson Mandela was dead. Oh. And also, really, since the 80s, and then in 2017, this happened. So it doesn't explain everything that happened before. or maybe it did and then in 2017 everything like reality like altered now, itself right now we think it's been we're in a new timeline oh God, we're in a new reality where this actually did happen in the end right okay sure so uh there's also on reddit a lot of uh theories that come off of the cern super collider ripping a hole in our reality that led to trump being president just just Interesting. So a lot of shit happened in that 2016, 2017. They're like, in this world, Mandela's alive, but Trump's president. So 
Anyway. Which one? Which how? Which path do we choose? <laughs> so another theory is the holodeck or the matrix theory. Sure. Uh, which is a big theory. I wake up every day and wonder if it's true. Me too. Is that we are in an alternate or a virtual reality. Yeah. And the program or energy source that runs this reality we're in has a couple glitches. So it never got all the facts like right. literally glitches in the matrix, essentially. So these glitches cause the Mandela effects and also concepts like deja vu, where it's like, oh... I remember something happening, but it didn't happen. Or, oh, so Nelson Mandela's alive, but he's supposed to be dead. It's sort of like close to your own reality, but like off a little bit. It's almost like you like something is like split, literally glitching. It's like, I know something's off. I love how Nelson Mandela is like the (laughs) the core focus of this glitch. Just like, let's choose him. But so wait, is this different? And you're probably going to get into it, but like parallel, that's different. Oh, We're gonna get into it. Okay, never mind. So there's another theory, a personal favorite because it's a, another thing I think about every single day, is the time travel and butterfly effect theory, mm. which is that our collective. Oh. oh, I'm just like I didn't think about this one before. Is that our collective false memories are not false at all, but time travelers are altering the past, and we are now living in this altered timeline that they've created. So they could have done it intentionally. Maybe the government wants us to believe something else happened. Or maybe it was totally incidentally that based... So if you don't know what the butterfly effect is, it's the theory that um, you can do one tiny thing differently. If you were to go back in time or change time, you could incidentally, like, kick a rock when you're, like, walking on the street. And it, had you not been there, that rock was going to stay in one spot. But if you, now that you've kicked that rock, now someone's car might drive over it, and then they get in a car crash. And, like, so the right, whole right, timeline right. changes like because of... There's a ripple effect of one small, tiny little thing you didn't even notice. And it's based on, like, butterfly, like, a flap of a... The flap of the wings. The tiniest thing can, like, shift. Yes. Wow. Um, And so... I never thought about it. So they think if maybe time travelers are doing some... Are on some other task, they incidentally um, did one thing that made a ripple effect. And now this is, like, some weird altered (sighs) timeline that they never, like, fully closed out of or... You know what's interesting, too, is, like, if, if... Which I believe, like, listen, I'm with you. I think time travel, it could very well be reality, but I think it is. Um, But, like, if time travel were a reality, I would think that they would be so careful to, like, not shift anything. I would imagine you need at least 10 years in, like, a strict academy, like, of, like, you cannot do any of these things. And my thought is, like, if you were to go back and these Mandela effect things are so small that my thought is, like, maybe it was just the tiniest little thing that caused, like... And that's why it's so... That's why it's almost so... Like, it doesn't affect our real lives right. in a major way because it was such a small, right. accidental that hiccup. accidentally killed or oh, well. <laughs> avoided killing Mandela. <laughs> but, yeah. like, yeah, it's, like, something that's so far removed that's from us that it, it's not important enough for us to really investigate why we feel that way. Right. But because maybe it was just, like, a quick little oops in a time travel quest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could also be a location theory where um, this all just comes from shifts in vile vortexes what? or vile vortices. And so uh, basically areas around the world that uh, have consistent magnetic and gravitational anomalies. Um, th- there's one in the Bermuda Triangle. One, mm. There's in the North and South Poles. There's megaliths in um, Africa and on Easter Island. Interestingly, Ivan T. Sanderson, the guy involved with the Minnesota Iceman, and he had yeah. something to say about the Thunderbirds in the last episode. Uh, he coined the term vile vortex. This motherfucker has something to say about everything. It He's like all up in my business. Vile vortex? Mm-hmm. Like, v- we'll cover it eventually. How do you spell vile? V-I-L-E. Oh, I was thinking vile like a, vi- like a container, but like vile, like evil? 
it's some it's on my notes it's for the future. It's probably a word that I just don't know. Sorry. I will, I will refer to this in the future, okay, don't worry. Great. But uh not in this not in, not today, but I have Vile Vortex um as a not topic. Not today, Ivan. Not today. Nice try. Unless we're time traveling. Mm. Who could say? Um but so they think that maybe there's just anomalies that like either cross over each other and cause glitches or mm. anything like that. There could also be the multiverse theory, which I'm a big believer of. Me too. Um, it's a quantum physics theory that potentially there are an infinite amount of universes that all exist at the exact same time, mm-hmm. aka parallel universes. And there are some, the ones that are closest to our universe are so similar, but there could be only like one microscopic right. difference that even we don't really notice. Right. But they all, over time, if you build them all out, are totally... Like, infinite, infinitely go inf- on. Like, there could be a totally... The exact same world, except, like, that chair is green. Like, yeah. it's like... And the idea, I think, is, like, if, say, you turn left instead of right, then it splits off into its own mm-hmm. uh, different choice. Every choice you make, same, similar to both. But like, it's always, it's always growing. Right. And so every single thing that happens is, like, building new parallel... And I, th- I think there's, like, other things where people believe you can shift through them by accident if you are, are, like, in a traumatic crash or something. I've read stories where people think they shift. Accidentally jump into a reality next door. And they're like, I swear to God, my cat didn't even look. Like, it was a different color. Like, shit like that where it's, well, like, something's off. If you look, there's a lot of multiverse experiences that people will post in, like, Glitch in the Matrix yeah, yeah, subreddit yeah, 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 yeah. where they'll be like, I – my favorite one is someone – I might actually cover it at some point because it was so good and so detailed. But this guy – swears that he was like 26 yes. married oh, with kids this one disturbs me to no end and then one day he like and he like had a job with like it was either finance or science or computer engineering engineering and he had like he remembers everything the date how he met his wife like all the dates they went on meeting her family like i mean he remembered his entire fucking life and then one day he like woke up or was in a car crash and he was like 14 again with all the information that he had learned up until what he thought was current time and so he ended up starting getting like all these like really good grades in like his computer classes because he was he was a computer engineer right. and he was 14 again and he went through like a really deep depression because he was like i had a whole life and all yeah. of a sudden i went backwards and now i have to oh, like, yeah redo and he everything. tried to like find his wife who was like also 14 at this time but like didn't know where to find her like it was like it was but it was it's a creepy read like if it's, it's not real if it's either way it's terrifying it's really scary and like the thought honestly haunts me so he thinks he kind of just like jumped into like an alternate reality or something by accident where he's hasn't aged yet or he like went back in time or something anyway the multiverse theory and how it is involved with the mandela effect is that um mandela effects or collective false memories are real but in a parallel universe nearby it's actually true Mm. so the only thing different in that world might be this one fact and sometimes when those worlds accidentally cross over then all of a sudden oh. your that information got retained in our minds right. from another world that and then we remember it as different we kind of vaguely remember something that wow. we weren't supposed to know because it's not part of this world Wow. then there's the just concept of suggestibility that people have a tendency to believe other people's memories and right. so under social pressure when you're trying to recall something um you your brain is just has a tendency to try to fill in Mm -hmm. um information when it doesn't really know the full picture right and so when misinformation is introduced as real like if i came up with half of a story and i'm like remember that remember that remember that you're kind of pressured to remember it like sure and wasn't there created in your head right and so your brain tries to link it into existing memories and so you're kind of my personal belief about mandela effects i will say like just my hand the raised. suggestibility theory this is my closest 
uh, understanding of what I think it is. I mean, it's also, it's probably from a psychological standpoint, right. it makes full sense. Have you seen those study? I mean, I'm sure you have, you studied psych, but like the, the study where they had a, a couple actors and then like an actual test subject in a room and they showed like two lines or two squares or something. And they were like, which one's bigger? And everyone in the oh, room yeah. said the smaller line was bigger. And then the final guy just, just points at it. He's he like, went, yeah, me too. Because he didn't want to be like, and it's the same one. And they, it was totally planted like several. It's like, clearly not the right answer but so many other people said it that he just went with it it's like a social it's like a peer pressure yeah, study like but you don't want to be out anyway i know it's kind of different but my no, 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 is... but it's i mean that's exactly the point of like you're just if you're doing positive reinforcement on false right. information then people under social pressure are going to follow it and there's so many studies that like witnesses get details wrong colors of cars how fast they were going and it's so easy to suggest like it's like if you ask about a car crash, witnesses at a car crash, you say, how fast was the car speeding? They're more likely to say it was a higher rate. If you say, how yeah, fast all those was like the car little, driving? Like, like not saying it, like trigger words. Like yeah. they were like literally like phrases, trigger words at the time. Yeah, suggesting and different. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I mean the. It's just so interesting to me. <laughs> the way that a story is framed right. easily influences someone's decision making. And, and every time you tell a story, you're just rewriting it. Like you're not actually yeah. remembering it. And so things get so shifted so quickly. Okay, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. But so when you think, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, but when you think now about the inclusion of the internet, like oh, if sure. you're rewriting a story and you post it somewhere and one second hundreds of people can have read it and then rewritten it in their own brains to then tell a new version yep. of it to someone else so i'm gonna get into that in a second fascinating but, okay so there's also uh the theory or the concept of uh reconsolidation and confabulation so like i said your brain just tries to fill in missing pieces right. um to give its like best guess of a whole memory right. that being said there is the interesting thought of like I guess the best way to phrase it is when you when your neurons are encoding information and trying to figure out where it's going to store itself, there could be like a filing cabinet with a lot of like minded things next to each other, where now if you retain a different piece of information, if it's filed somewhere in the same filing cabinet, now they've combined themselves. So if you think there's been a lot of studies where not I wouldn't say a lot of studies, but there's been enough where it's been proven that. A weird amount of people instantly think Alexander Hamilton is a president or a former president. Right. And it's like uh, for I would say the the general population doesn't really think about history all the time. And it's easy to if you had a filing cabinet of history and historical figures and people involved in either the founding fathers or the presidency or like stuff I learned in high school, (laughs) all of that kind of goes in the same spot. So Uh... when you're when your brain was learning about Alexander Hamilton and then also learning about founding fathers in the constitution and oh that kind of fits in with history and politics and presidents and like ben, ben franklin everyone thinks he's a president exactly so if, like even ben franklin so if you think about those if you always think about those two topics at the same time or in the same way oh. eventually you think about it long enough for your neurons to build like a strong enough connection to the same to like that's combine them so interesting and like our brains love patterns like that's how yeah, exactly. we function in reality so like it would make sense that it would be like yep that's easy yeah so like-minded <laughs> things often get stored together and become their own memory wow so i wonder if that's why nelson mandela it was conflated with like death and like maybe violence and people were like oh yeah i don't know if that's too much of a stretch but i mean who knows <laughs> the human mind is bananas it's so crazy so it's now noodles we're just i i guess i'll 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 finish out like the information first before we play the game but like i said earlier now with the advent of the internet and ai technology and 
like just the evolution of human communication. Like now you're talking to hundreds of people at one time mm-hmm. and like telling your stories to hundreds of people at one time. There are like photoshoppers and deep fakes sure. and what's a deep fake? So it's basically kind of you can overlay like there's one really good deep fake that's going around right now of Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland, Iron Man and Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. overlaid on top of Marty McFly and Doc Brown. And so it looks like Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland were like the stars of Back to the Future. Oh, like they like found a way to like put their faces on the, those bodies. And so they have a whole scene of them. Like it looks like they're acting. Oh, like video. actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. OK. So it's like uh, the fact that people are the fact that there's Internet and stories can be spread so much easier now and things can go viral so often. And people are getting so good at altering right. and doctoring information. It's so much easier for false realities and false memories to be created. Sure. So it's kind of a negative implication of the Mandela effect that as technology increases and uh, or as it grows and gets better, there is an argument for like, well, then the Mandela effect is going to get more and more dangerous because you can just create. Oh, ooh, like people with the wrong intentions can like. Yeah put seeds in your mind oh oh no you can just like tell anyone anything and if it gets viral and enough people believe it remember coney 2012 or whatever no it was kind of one of those things probably one of the first versions of this yes it was sort of like that and then it turns out it was all bullshit and everyone looked like an idiot because it was like (laughs) well i mean so as as technology improves the argument is that more people are going to be able to from the like comfort of their own couch create a false memory out of thin air for people to believe thus creating false history, thus creating false reality. Fake news. And thus, which is already happening in the form of fake news. (laughs) So according to uh, one poll by Stephen Frenda at Cal State, people are more likely to believe, and this is kind of, this is one poll, but it's also, it makes a lot, it's a very common sense argument that people are more likely to believe in information, even if it's blatant misinformation, if it fits their worldview. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, sure. So, example, if you're a liberal or conservative and you see a doctored picture in favor of your views, you're less likely to kind of investigate what, like, sure. the, the validity of it. That makes sense. So, as deep fakes and uh, people who are doctoring information or videos or pictures or, like, that whole, like, Facebook scam where, like, like oh, genuine yeah. <laughs> false information was being put out there and people were feeding into it and then, like, yeah. voting because, like... Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. So as it becomes more advanced, that's scary. Ex- exhibit A, um, falsehoods will become more and more difficult to decipher, and so now philosophers are like, "When? What is the universal truth then? Oh. Because if everything is potentially a false memory at some point, because you can't, there's no that's laws a preventing this. Fascinating thought. If there's if there's no one stopping it from happening, and everyone has the ability to do it. Like, tomorrow there could be five really big pieces of information that are false and everyone's going to believe and it. if you believe it, does that make it, like, if everyone believes something is true, like, yeah. is that it gets, now the truth? It gets really uh, metaphysical and philosophical very quickly. Wow. Because at some point, if there's so many fake pieces of information under a collective false understanding, it could lead to the collapse of reality. Fun. So that being said, let's try to actually make it fun. And here are some examples. So we play games instead. <laughs> we uh, distract you. So I, I have a huge list here, but I'm just going to pick through some of them. Okay. Hmm. Does Curious George have a tail? No. He does not have a tail. Oh, okay. But, but a lot of people think he does because he's a monkey. But also I could picture it either way, you know. I'm like, I don't think so, but 
he could he could i it mean it does feel like he kind of does you but. feel like he should it's kind of okay here's another here's a very good example which i did not put on this list but the episode of the office when everyone's like does stanley have a mustache yes oh my god exactly and nobody can figure it out it's like no he definitely has a mustache and it's like no he does not and then they like try to draw it and like figure out <laughs> nobody can remember and they sit right next to him it's it's that's exactly yeah that's about it you could picture it either way um so a, a common one is that the show sex in the city is sex and the city although everyone thinks it's sex in the city oh yeah so it is and it's sex and the city. i never really watched it so i feel like i shouldn't participate in that one but um that's interesting too and there's the one about um conversation with a vampire versus the vampire but like then part of me is like well, oh people... interview interview oh, sorry interview yeah the the movie with brad pitt and tom cruise it's an interview with the, the vampire. vampire but those i those i like kind of nitpick because it's right? like well people are saying it so quickly with the and if if so many people say it and don't like and read it real fast don't think well, about it's it. like natural language to right. kind of slur your words to get through something fast so here we'll try something else okay a common another common one is that the flintstones which i I, I also was blown away by, which I shouldn't have been because it makes total sense, but it's spelled Flintstones, and I always thought it was just the Flintstones. No, it's the other way. Everyone thinks it's Flintstones, but it's Flintstones. No, it's Flintstones. Are you sure? I just looked this up. You're kidding. No, it's like, I correct people on this all the time, really. I'm, you want to look it up? No, the, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Well, it makes sense because Flint. Like, of no, course I know, but would. that's why I thought everybody thought that's what it was. No, I always thought it was wow. Flintstones, and then I was blown away by the fact that it's the Flintstones. Uh, another one is Double Stuff Oreos. There's the S-T-U-F. It's one F, right. not two Fs. Double oh my stuff. God, you're right. Oh my God, you're right. Okay, wow, now I'm really thrown for a loop. <laughs> okay, now you're right, you're right. I'm freaking out because that really is a big one that I was convinced was yep. Flintstones, and then everyone was saying it wrong, or spelling it wrong. Another one is uh, Whiteout is spelt without the H. It's yeah. W-I-T-E out. Another is uh, Chick-fil-A. Everyone seems to not know how to spell Chick-fil-A, or they all think it's one way, and then you find out that it's C-H-I-C-K filet. Right. I always think it's C-H-I-C. I always, the, I always used to think it was C-H-I-K, because I know there was a K in there, because I remember the cow's always spelling it. Oh. And I was like, it's spelling it wrong. No one can figure out that it's a C and a K. Um, Oscar Mayer. A lot of people don't know that it's Oscar M-A. M-A-Y-E-R instead of M-E-Y-E-R. Febreze only has one E. Do people think... See, this, some of them I'm like, oh, but I knew that, but I think it's... I had no idea about Febreze. That one fucked me up. Really? F-E-B-R-E-Z-E. Well, you would think it's Breeze. Like Breeze. Like two like I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Okay. We're going to find Maybe one I that just never thought up. of it as a word. Yeah. Fine. Well, Flintstones has already thrown me for a loop. Another common one is Berenstain Bears. Okay. This one, I actually have a big thing to talk about. <laughs> oh, okay. First of all, I never... Berenstain, it's spelled like S-T-E-I-N, not S-T-A. No, no. It's the other way. It's, it's spelled Berenstain Bears, even though you pronounce it Berenstain Bears. Let's see. Look I bet up. you're right. Berenstain Bears. Right. So it's spelled with an A. Yeah. I always thought it was the Baron. Oh. I thought they were Jewish. Yeah. So, and that's one of the biggest ones. That's like one of the biggest people Mandela freak. Effects. I freaked out. I was like, what the hell? But here's my thing. Okay. First of all, it was in the nineties. Everyone on our, everyone our age, millennials on Reddit being like, you know, Mandela effect. We were children. You pronounced it Berenstein Bears. So like you probably didn't look at a full word like Berenstein and like, yes, yeah, so you would think figure e, out Berenstein. how it's spelled. Also, the reason I this one didn't even like phase me is because when I was little, like I was learning English. And so I would like read each letter. And I remember asking my mom, like, why is it pronounced Berenstein Bears? There's an A. And she's like, I don't know. That's just how people say it. <laughs> and it's like one of my clear memories. So now I'm like, I think people just 
because I remember when I was little it being with an A. I always I, thought I it just, was Berenstein. I know, because that's how you say it, and it makes sense. That one I remember very clearly from being a kid that it was spelled, quote-unquote, wrong in my head. Do you? So another common one is that the 90s movie Shazam starred Sinbad, but there was no movie called Shazam, and Sinbad did not act in it. There was a movie called Kazam starring Shaq. But I don't I, know about this. Oh, I was convinced for years Shazam. It's so weird. That, that one, one creeps I, me I out. can understand because Shaq and Shazam, oh, you combine them by accident. And Kazam. Yeah, okay. I see. But I was convinced. Um, That's a big one that I've heard people... For, I, don't, I don't really know about either of those, so I'm not... Also, Smokey the Bear is not named Smokey the Bear. His name's Smokey Bear. Um, oh. Apparently... Um, in the risky business scene of Tom Cruise sliding across the floor, he's not wearing Ray-Ban glasses, which I always think he do- is he's wearing. Not? Yeah, he's not wearing them in his, when he's sliding through. What is he? Oh, he's just not wearing sunglasses. He's just not wearing sunglasses, but I always assume he's wearing glasses. Me too. C-3PO is not entirely gold. Um, Darth Vader never said, Luke, I am your father. What? Um, at the end of the song, We Are the Champions, there is no of the world. No. Oh, this one was debunked, though. I just read this. Oh. Because there's a live version. Oh. I'm, pre- I'm almost positive there's a live version where they do say it. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm making that up, but I've, I read that somewhere, and it could just be bullshit, but I did read that there's a live version. Interesting. But, but I don't know if that's true. It, that one also threw me for a loop, because I for sure have heard that of the world. yeah i mean maybe someone was at the live show and really made sure everyone else knew about it i mean then that could be bullshit too because then why would i know that you know or why would i have thought that uh looney tunes is not spelled uh the tunes is not spelled t-o-o-n-s i knew this one this is yeah. t-u-n-e-s fruit loops is spelled f-r-o-o-t not right. fruit um the monopoly man does not have a monocle this one's fun and i think it's because people conflate him with mr peanut that's I my think so too that's my theory on that one uh, there's no hyphen in Kit Kat bars. Now that this one actually threw me big time. Cause this, these are some of the ones, if you go on the subreddit, like to everybody else, I'm sure, you know, but like people write out the logos like both ways. Yeah. And so you can, sometimes you'll look at both and be like, I literally don't know which one it is, or it looks like this one or <laughs> and you're wrong. Uh, Hannibal Lecter never said hello, Clarice. Pikachu's tail does not have a black tip. This one I knew, especially cause I'm currently in my Pokemon card phase. <laughs> Um, but a lot of people think that he has a black tip on his tail. Huh. Um, Gandalf never shouted, run, you fools, in Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. He said, fly, you fools. Okay. Which I, a lot of people don't believe. I didn't know that one. A lot of people think that there are 51 or 52 states in the U.S. I don't know how people... I mean, I probably think that because I'm bad at geography, but not because it's a <laughs> Mandela effect. Uh, apparently, Wait, some people are convinced. What do you mean? They're like, like, I don't know. Like, I think they're confused with, like, states and territories like maybe, or something. Right, like, maybe D.C. they're considering a state? I don't maybe, know. but some people swear to whoever they believe. Okay, well, they just didn't pay attention in geography class. <laughs> um, I feel like it doesn't necessarily work unless, like... Massive number, right? Believe it, or maybe they're just finding their own group of. Maybe that's a whole other theory too. That maybe you just find like-minded people right, to right. like perpetuate your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Fruit of the Loom never had a basket behind it in its logo. Okay, wait. Which, like, I always thought it did, and that's such a weirdly specific thing, right? Like, I always thought there was like a wooden, like a, like, like a wicker. wicker basket behind it. It does not have that. Like you can picture it. Weird, yeah. weird. Uh, it's cheese it, not cheese its. The they never the evil queen in Snow White never said mirror mirror on the wall. She said magic mirror on the wall. Mm. Neil Armstrong died in 2012, and everyone seemed to just not notice. Everyone's still blown away when you say no, he's dead. Yeah, I actually just went to the Apollo 11 thing, and I remember googling it before because I was embarrassed. I was like, I don't even know. Yeah, and well, I had to Google it. 
Um, and then Mother Teresa was canonized in 2016, although so <gasps> many people swear it was in the 90s. And think she was a saint that whole time. Yeah. Wow. She was just called the saint. But I it guess, happened I in guess 2016. True, yeah. um, Lindbergh's Baby, which you've covered yeah. this before. Uh-oh. Apparently, there's a huge Mandela effect. Nobody remembers that the baby was found dead. Everyone thinks it was just a cold case. Uh, remember I said in the thing, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that this is how it ended. I thought it was an unsolved mystery. I said yeah. that in the fucking thing. I didn't even know it was a Mandela effect. So many people like just totally don't even remember. I believe that too. In I Love Lucy, Ricky never said, you have some splaining to do. He would say the word splain, but wow. the phrase was never said by him. During her Oscar speech, Sally Field never said, you like me, you really like me. She said, I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. Huh. And then Cruella Deville, I always spelled, I always thought her last name was spelled D-E-V-I-L-L-E, but it literally is spelled like devil. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, I would have guessed your way too. And then my personal favorite, which really threw me, was that chartreuse, apparently everyone that I've ever talked to, and me included. Wait, wait test me. What color is chartreuse? Green. Okay. I don't know why you know oh. all these. It's wait, what? Every, what is it? Everyone that I, I, I know I be wrong. thinks it's magenta. I always thought it was pink. Really? Always. Oh, I don't Always. know. I thought I was going to be wrong. I though. was. I found that out today when I was doing these notes. I was like, what do you mean? It's fucking green. It's like a really neon green. It's definitely magenta. Oh my God. What? Okay. This one I didn't know. This was a one I will, I will take it to my grave. I th- okay. I, I will say I think I'll, I'll die on this. On this. There's hill. no way. Okay. It's fucking pink. It's clearly not. Okay. I think I think part of it is like I literally did not speak English I was six, so I think a lot of this I learned later, and it was like I learned it differently. I mean, that makes sense. I I was blown to pieces, so if it was just me, I'm very happy with that. But I'm like, I'm confused about the 51 or 52 states or territories. Huh. Wait, I don't know why people <laughs> what if think, we think that. What if we think there are 50 and there are actually 52? No. Well, then I'll, I'm glad I've blown your mind. That can't be right. I I will die knowing that chartreuse is pink, and I cannot be convinced Wait, otherwise. I want to do... I, didn't, I did not know that was a... I didn't know that. Someone out there also thought it was green, probably, and they're right. But I definitely think most of us thought it was pink or magenta. Really? Okay, we should do a poll. I'm so curious. Write in. Let us know. I'm so curious. This is like just the wild. I think it's fascinating because it's like (sighs) the Nelson Mandel thing. Like, I thought he was dead. Like, I thought he had died in prison. I didn't know many of those. I knew a few of them. I knew like Fruit Loops and things like that. But they have some good ones, too, where it's like. Like, I took a quiz and I got it all wrong. Like, they do, like, logos. I'm not saying I'm not, like, affected by these. Like, most of them I get wrong, too. I'm just saying, like, like the ones that are logos where they're like, is this the Volkswagen logo or is this the Volkswagen logo? Mm. And you're like, no, it's definitely this. Yeah. And it's wrong. Slight differences are very tricky. It's creepy. It's really creepy. The only one I knew for sure was apparently a lot of people think that Jif peanut butter is called Jiffy. But it's Jif. Oh. But I knew that. I knew that one for sure. I think. I wonder it, if that's because of Skippy. Yeah, I think they mix it with Skippy. Right. Okay, well, that goes back to your, like, drawers thing, right? Like, where you have, like, um, you conflate, like, yeah, yeah, similar yeah. ideas. You probably just... Peanut butter is all in one filing cabinet. I just am, like, so fascinated by this. There was one that was, like, Ford or something that I got wrong because I drive a Ford and I was like, I know what the fucking logo looks like. And I was completely wrong. There's, oh. like, a swirl. In the F? Yeah. There's like a swirl or there's not a swirl. I don't even know anymore. And people are like convinced it's one or the other. I don't know. Anyway. Well, there's another one right there's, there. It's just fascinating. I spent like hours on that. I remember trying to convince my brother so desperately that it was real. I spent hours on that subreddit. There is. Oh, I, by the way, just to like hype it up again. There is a subreddit. It's uh, so fascinating. Called Mandela. 
Mandela effect. Fuck. I like really messed my own brain up. I keep calling it Mandela. But that effect. wasn't you. That was whoever corrected you incorrectly. <sighs> I don't know who it was we anymore. Just trust but I you guys just know so I much. hate you. Whoever did that to me. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that's the man- that's like Mandela effect. One of my favorite topics ever. I never thought about butterfly effect too with it. Yeah, well, because you have to first believe in government conspiracies and then believe in time sure. travel existing and then believe Which in I the do. butterfly effect. Sure. Yeah, it's quite a quite a a wormhole you have to jump yourself into oh yeah i'm more convinced now that i'm <laughs> wrong i think i just tell myself it's all psychology so i don't break my own brain i, I think it scares me i tell myself it's absolutely everything but psychology <laughs> but also psychology but like i i'm desperate to believe in time travel so i've just decided it must be oh yeah i mean i believe and alternate sure. realities and you've already that. convinced me about time travel i also believe in parallel universes for show oh yeah you should definitely cover the multiverse someday. That'd be a big topic, though. <laughs> There's a reason why I have I not done that. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. Let me just tell you about every single potential theory and every single potential universe <laughs> in 30 minutes or less. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Talk about breaking your goddamn brain. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Daylight saving time is starting up again. It may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. Right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now I have a story for you that's like much, probably less interesting. I'm sorry, everybody. Great. It's we'll use the Mandela effect and pretend that it was a great story. Yeah, no, advance. I mean it's a good story. It's a disturbing story and sad, but it's not you know cool and fun. Excellent. So, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I always bring down the mood. Okay, <laughs> this is the story. So this was suggested by uh, Rach Todd twenty one on my close friends. Thank you. Hmm. This is the story of Corey Brininger. Brininger. Sorry in advance. It's pretty sad. Okay. Oh, great. November 1998, Judith Fauti marries Robert Brininger, and they move to a large trailer home in Mark Center, Ohio, which is in Defiance County. Yay. I love it I so far. I think that's a cool name. Defiance um, County? Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. 
And uh, each of them bring with them into their new marriage a child from a previous marriage. So Judith, Judith has a daughter and Robert has a five-year-old named Corey. So Robert, he works at a local steel mill and he supports, or sorry, he works long hours to support his family and he only has like two or three days off a month. So he's like constantly at work and when he's home, he's usually sleeping. Um, he puts in earplugs and just like goes to sleep and then Judith cares for the kids. Mm. Um, he and Judith have a baby at this point. So now there are three kids in the home and uh, Corey's biological mother ultimately rescinds her parental rights. So in 2001 judith adopts Corey as her own kid so now got it they're the parents of all three of them got it collectively if that makes sense so according to several witnesses Corey was quiet withdrawn uh he never seemed to smile much or enjoy life or anything um oh boy yeah but others including his aunt describe him as unruly always in time out judith referred to her referred to him as her problem child um and so it's kind of mixed as far as like what people thought of him uh robert made plans so at one point robert was like you know what i haven't spent time with my son and we used to be so close and i want to when he was 10 years old and he's like i want to like rekindle our bond and so he takes some time off work to spend quality time with his kid and uh he intends to teach Corey how to hunt and he's like an avid hunter robert is himself so he's like i want to this is our bonding yeah activity family you know Ohio. uniting that's what we do camaraderie camaraderie with guns mm -hmm. so they plan this whole thing he's gonna like take his kid to a safety course and um they're gonna go hunting on november 2nd robert takes Corey into the backyard and they start practicing on his grandfather's shotgun um it's like a very by all accounts like bonding moment and they have a good time and Corey gets to even shoot the gun once or twice Aww. thanks to his dad so that was november 2nd then on november 3rd the following day uh cory gets home from school and judith his mom uh takes the other two kids to a garage sale at her mother's house and lets Corey inside and says we'll be back later <laughs> great okay what? this sounds like like evil stepmom and the evil stepsisters and it's like we're gonna we're gonna right. go junking and That's you true. can sit here you sweep the chimney or whatever you do just clean the cinders clean all the cinders Corey. oh cinder Corey. cinder Corey. oh boy uh oh so uh he's home with robert his dad and the Judith and the two girls go to her 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 mom's house to uh, to a garage sale. So about an hour later, after they leave, a nine one one dispatcher receives a frantic call from a little boy. Oh fuck! It's Corey. And I will say too, this town has four hundred people, or it did at this point. So it is a tiny ass town. <sighs> yeah. Um. He so Corey has called nine one one. He tells the operator that he accidentally shot his father. <gasps> And he starts screaming, I was giving him the gun. I didn't know that it was loaded. And I will say, too, like, the Snapped episode on this, they play, like, the 911 oh, no. call. And it's it's very distressing. Um, so I want to warn you if you watch that. But so he calls. He's in hysterics. He says, I, and the dispatcher says, is he breathing, sweetie? And he's like, no, he's not breathing. And so obviously they immediately send um, the sheriff's office, goes down there. Uh, sheriff's investigator Cliff Vandermark is... Um, continuing character through the story got it he shows up um he's the first to arrive on scene and he finds uh he finds cory outside on the porch just like sobbing hysterically he's like show me where your dad is cory brings him inside and indeed um robert has been shot in the head oh my god gunshot wound and is dead so vandermark takes cory back outside he's like inconsolable but he's like tell me what happened um 
And so Corey says he accidentally, he brought the gun into the bedroom to talk to him about their hunting trip that was coming up and gun safety in their class. They were going to take a training class before they went hunting. So Judith arrives back home from her mother's like 20 minutes later. She's in hysterics being like, what the hell? What happened? Um, she immediately asks the sheriff's investigators if she can take Corey away. She's like, I don't think he needs to be here anymore. They're like, yeah, take him um, to his grandmother's house. So she drives him there. The sheriff's office takes, like, a little bit of evidence from the scene. Uh, they take a few photos, but obviously Robert's death is treated as an accident. And on the bed, they found a couple gun safety pamphlets um, where his body was found, which obviously corroborated the fact that they were talking about gun safety and, like, that was why the gun was out. Um, now, there are a couple deputies who find two aspects of the scene a little bit off. Like, they're a little bit suspicious. Uh, so Robert was found laying, like, in a very comfortable reclined position with earplugs in as though he were sleeping and they were like if he was having a conversation why were his headphones on yeah he had like earplugs that he slept in during the day because he worked so much um and so they were like wouldn't he have taken out his earplugs if he were talking to his son about gun safety it just it was like a weird um sure a weird detail and he was kind of laying down under the covers as if he was asleep so it was just a strange uh setup of the body i guess but the death was ruled accidental officially um despite some contradictions and obviously like Corey is in hysterics he's 10 years old like they are not thinking oh he murdered his father right this doesn't add up you know and so um the next day judith who's now a widow uh she begins paperwork at the insurance office and collects a five hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy Hmm. and not long after that she takes the kids including Corey, and she moves out of town she's like i don't want to be here anymore um against really small town she's like i'm done with this place sure so now we're gonna fast forward nine years Okay, that's Corey my... is nineteen. Corey is yes. Wow, I I know my math. I was like, how did you know that? God damn it, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay, I got, I got a big old brain. <laughs> it's bigger than mine is. Full of arithmetic knowledge. Oh my god, arithmetic. Wow. Um. Okay, so nine years later, spring 2012. Judith and the children have moved quite a bit um, after Robert's death. Eventually, Judith had married for the fourth time, becoming Judith Hockey and Corey he becomes even more withdrawn um than people had thought when he was a kid he's just like slow which doesn't make i mean it makes total sense like obviously this is a traumatic incident um they cut off so his mom judith cuts off contact with um robert's family and like robert's family was like we get it like his mom was like i understood you know i didn't want to be picking old wounds um she was remarried she didn't you know want to bring it back up but uh cory is having trouble at home so he his junior year of high school he had moved out of his mother's home and moved into a friend's house um because he was just unhappy at home there were a lot of rumors uh throughout his school about like him having shot his dad he just like couldn't escape the rumors and right. all that so he had a really hard time and his senior year was especially hard uh one story was pretty wild so during shop class there were these kids arguing about like how bad they had it at home being like you don't even like I have it this bad. My mom does yeah. this, whatever. And apparently he had been really quiet. And then from the back of the room just said, you have no idea. And they turned there. One of them was like, okay, yeah, what? Like, prove it. What is your story? And um, he just responds quietly. Have you ever been tied down and beaten? Oh, shit. And obviously his teacher is like, sorry, what? Like, you know, I heard that. Uh, yeah, hello. You got to say something about that now. Yeah, let's address this, please. And so his teacher kind of tries to talk to him and he's like, no, no, like, it's all fine, whatever. Like, I'm over it, yada, yada. So the teacher's like, I couldn't get any more out of him. And he just was withdrawn and refused to talk about it. 
So, uh, at, like, a little a few months later, he ran into um, his old gym teacher, like, another teacher of his, who uh, kind of started talking to him. And he he had been really close to this teacher, and I guess she was, like, kind of a mentor to him. And they got into a deep discussion, and uh, eventually she just kind of said to him, I know it's not the truth about what happened to your dad. And apparently at this point, he just, like, full-on, like, breaks down. And he, well, yeah, someone finally, like, acknowledges him. Exactly. And, like... Exactly. And like he had never, he's like, I didn't expect it. It was just like suddenly it was like somebody had flipped a switch and I just like broke down. And um, he tells her what really happened on that early November afternoon in 2003. So the teacher immediately contacts authorities. Um, When she hears what Corey has to say, she's like, shit, we need to get the police involved. And the next morning when he gets to school, Corey is called down to the school office where Vandermark, who's a guy who nine years before had been the first on the scene, right. is waiting in the office. He's now a lieutenant with the Defiance County Sheriff's oh, Office. Oh, wow. And he's waiting to talk Sorry, to I'm him. like chugging my tea. No, I, like, no. The people watching are just watching me go to town on this thing. I did that earlier. The ice was so loud. Sorry. Sorry. Keep going. At least you're He's right. a lieutenant now. Yes. And he's the one who had talked to him like at the por- on the porch nine years earlier and had comforted him. And now he's like, okay, we hear there's more to this story. Right. Um. So... He pretty much right away admits to the lieutenant that, like, it was not the way that he had framed it when he was 10. He says, I actually shot my dad on purpose. <gasps> and so at this point, they're like, oh, shit. Like, okay, you need to tell us more. Like, uh, you know, they bring him in and they're like, it, was it the abuse that led you to kill? You've been hinting at this abuse this whole time. But then he reveals something equally shocking, which was, it wasn't my dad who beat me. It was my mom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the hell is going on here? So at first, he reveals some details of the abuse. Like, he's, you know, he says he was beaten um, regularly from the age of seven onward. Uh, he had to wear turtlenecks and long sleeves. His mom made him wear to, like, cover mm. up the bruises and the scars. Um, Judith would withhold meals if he didn't do his chores. He was beaten with a belt. He was burned with a lighter. He was held, oh my un- God. held underwater in the bath. <gasps> like, really traumatic. Oh, my gosh. Horrific stuff. Um, he tells investigators it was Judith, not his father, as they had like initially assumed when he was kind of hinting at. And I think that's why the first teacher didn't really do much because he thought, oh, like his father had already died. Like this isn't an active right. abuse it's, it, case. It, it was framed like, oh, my dad was the one abusing me, but it's over now. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so um, he says he, his father actually had no idea about the abuse. He worked so often, was rarely home, and Judith never disciplined him in front of Robert. Um, so they asked like, okay, does she do, does she do this to the other kids? Cause there are two younger kids in the house now. And he says, oh no, they're her children, but I was adopted. And so she never wow. touched her own children that way, but he was treated differently. Um, he says he feared her so much, uh, that he never told anyone about it. And she threatened him, obviously. I mean, this classic case, like, uh, you know, he's seven years old. He doesn't know any better where to turn. Um, and then Corey, uh, drops the ultimate bombshell, which is, they were like, why did you kill your father? And he's like, she made me do it. <gasps> Yikes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Corey. Yeah. And they're like, hold up. What? Because, <laughs> like, this has just never even occurred to anybody at this point. Even if he had done it intentionally, it was never like, you know, they thought maybe it was something a 10-year-old had come up with, not like that his mother had made him do it. He says Judith forced and coerced him into shooting his father. According to Corey... <sighs> Judith had planned the whole thing out. She had, like, coached him on what to say to 911 when he called 911. Um, she had put the gun in 
the laundry room, told him where it was, had him bring pamphlets into the room about gun safety to put on the bed before the police arrived, like had trained him to, to do all this. And they were like, well, I mean, how did she con- like, why? Why did she convince you to do this? How did she convince you to do this? And he says, so fucked up. He says she had told him that his dad had brain cancer and that he his it's like beyond fucked up and that um, he was in a lot of pain and that he was helping him, helping his dad. Oh, my God. Like putting him out of his misery. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she oh, my said, God. I hope the ending to this is that she's <laughs> like is currently burning in hell. Is this not the most like this twisted? is the worst that you've. I know. Sorry. This one's rough. I was really sad Holy when, you, shit. when your story ended. Corey, like, if you're listening, I am so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you need a friend, please talk to us. Let us us know. We'll hang out. Oh, my God. Yikes. Uh, So he said uh, Judith had told him his dad wanted someone to end it for him and had asked for this. (gasps) Fuck. Oh, my God. So, like, literally so much fucking twisted manipulation that he thought his own dad wanted him to shoot him. Christine. I know. Oh, my God. It's, like, the wildest shit. It's just so beyond comprehension that, like, what a vile person that you could do this to a child. Who's like your adopted child, your child. Um, so anyway, Judith told Corey, because Corey's like, well, why can't he do it? Or why can't someone else do it? And she says, Robert couldn't do, him, do it himself because then the insurance wouldn't pay out. And his dad wanted to be able to take care of the family after his death. So he couldn't, you know, die by suicide because et cetera, et cetera. So Corey was the only one who could pull this off. I wonder what his, uh, well, I guess they weren't his step siblings. They were his adoptive siblings. Right, right. right. I um I wonder what they thought the story was. Like, did the mom confide in them? Like, this is what he thinks? Or do you think the mom took this, like, essentially to her grave or planned to take it to her grave and the siblings also thought it was a total mm. accident? My thought is because they were several years younger that, like, they probably... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I, I keep thinking they're, like, teenagers and they all were, like... Oh, you know, no, hanging th- out I'm... together, knowing that this poor child was going to have to deal with this. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the oldest by several years. Um, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so I, yeah, my guess is that she would have just not, not told said anything. anybody. Yeah. Um, wow. Yikes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Uh, this is a good point. I didn't really think about that. Um, but yeah, so apparently that's what she had told him. And um, after telling Lieutenant Vandermark and investigators, who were probably like, "What the actual fuck? Like, this is such a..." We thought we had solved this or handled this 10 years ago. Um, So after telling him what really happened, he just like solemnly looked at them and said, am I going to jail? (gasps) Which was like the one fear that he had like held on to. And I'm sure she fucking told him like, you will like die in jail if you say a word. You know, I mean, obviously she threatened the hell out of him uh, and scared the shit out of him. So uh, they were like, listen, we don't know what's going to happen at this point, but like thank you for whatever like we'll we'll work on this um and he so an investigator later remarked that he um the fact that he was so, still so controlled by judith that he thought like still that this is my fault i'm going to jail even right. though like he had just admitted that like he, i mean he was 10 but somehow he still thinks like this is my fault which is just must be so eating you alive sure so um lieutenant vandermark and investigators spend like a year basically collecting evidence to corroborate the story and like take her to court um so teachers they find teachers who remember like the long sleeves when it wasn't appropriate and like uh the turtlenecks and pants on hot days and um one elementary school teacher had actually kept a picture Corey drew where he depicted his own face covered in bruises 
just stuff like that <sighs> where over the years it like pieced together to make a little more sense if you think about it like he was already going through trauma so i'm sure it could be explained as like oh he's had this horrific thing happen where he accidentally killed his dad i mean also like a big component of being in an abusive relationship whether it's like romantic or parental and child like parent yeah. and child like it's just that slow gradual manipulation where everything it's like it's to a point where everything they do they've already convinced you that part of it kind of makes sense so yeah, like yeah, yeah. if he's was going through years of you know gradual gradually increasing trauma eventually being told like you need to shoot your dad probably wasn't so fucking bananas that's right i mean you're right because it was going on for years before that exactly and his dad didn't even know and so like just the yeah exactly wow yeah holy shit so she clearly had like a vice grip on him and i mean obviously why wouldn't you as the mother of a also like, a 10 year old and it's like if you don't put him out of your misery then you're making your dad suffer yes exactly he wants oh you gosh. to do the only person that doesn't hurt you that you love so deeply like wants this yeah if you don't do it then you're you're you know being disrespectful and rude and and ruining his, our and taking away his one last wish Ugh. And he obviously never had cancer either. So like just the <gasps> whole bullshit of the lies. I didn't so even want to ask that. Twisted. Oh, it was all made up. Um, so friends and family recall that Judith would never leave Corey alone in a room with every with anyone. Like sure. his grandmother was interviewed in the snapped thing. And she's like, it hadn't even occurred to me at this point that I had never spent a second alone with him once Judith entered the picture. Because she was too scared, obviously, to like right, let him. Right, he would say something. Exactly. Which just, just traumatic. Oof. I can't even imagine. Um, his grandmother speculates this was both to control him and make sure, obviously, he didn't say anything. On March 7th, 2013, uh, finally, Judith was arrested on the charge of murder nearly a decade after Robert's death. Uh, Corey, however, was not. And at the time, they actually weren't sure because they were like, I don't know if this maybe there's some criminal element to like not telling. But it, right. in the end, they were like, um, even though he pulled the trigger because of his age at the time of the shooting, the mitigating factors of abuse, coercion, like no criminal charge was warranted. So Aww. thankfully, they Thank God. He didn't end up getting arrested for this. Oof. So on March 28th, um, 2013, Judith's trial began and uh, Corey actually was like, very obviously terrified to do this but he took the stand um, wow that's really brave yeah exactly as a witness for the prosecution um he said he couldn't look at judith during the trial uh he tried but he just couldn't do it sure um prosecutors basically brought up like a financial motive for the murder because in addition to life insurance social security death benefits made the payout close to a million dollars so Yowza. like right away she was the beneficiary of a million bucks essentially um, it was brought up that so like even after all this like literally the only thing was money and she ruined two lives like so yeah. deeply for that. Um, so it was brought up that she began all the fire to file all the paperwork like less than twenty four hours. I think it was like twelve hours Yikes. after her husband died, which is not necessarily always obviously like uh, incriminating, but in this case, you know, she was very gung ho about it. Yeah, um, and it makes for a good motive. So uh, prosecutors also brought in witnesses to corroborate the child abuse, which was like a separate charge, obviously, um, including psychologists and doctors who spoke to Corey and physically examined examined him. Um, he still had scars. So there was wow. like literally physical evidence of this. Um, the defense attacked Corey's credibility. They alleged that he was lying about the abuse the whole time. Um, they theorized. So this is like pretty. This is their 
a version of events is that Corey shot his father because he and Judith were intending to send him to military school because he was a, quote, problem child. Oh, my God. And that he, like, didn't want to go, didn't want to go, and was fighting them on it to a point that he snapped and shot his own dad. I can't imagine, and I mean, this, obviously, this is not a an isolated case, but, like, I can't imagine having to go to trial, period, knowing you're not guilty, already, like, also having gone through abuse your entire life, and so to even take the stand is so fucking courageous. Right. Just... For someone to just absolutely try to tear your Can't entire imagine. whatever's left of your reputation apart. Oh, yeah. like And just, like, berate you and make right. you, like, shame you into even trying to stand up for yourself. And you were a child and you're like, I was horrifically abused. Like, horrifically abused and manipulated and then they're like you're full of you're lying and you're trying. I mean, it's just horrific. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, to go on st- um, the witness stand wow. must have been terrifying. Um, and so then they also suggested that Corey was just angry that Judith didn't share the million dollar payout money. And that's why he was now accusing her of this. What the fuck? Okay. What the fuck? So after, so the jury deliberated for two hours and like Corey said, when they came back, his heart just sank because he was like, that was two hours. Like, they probably don't believe anything that I said. Um, however, the jury came back with the, with a verdict of guilty on the charge of insurance fraud guilty on four charges of endangering the welfare of a child and finally guilty on the charge of aggravated murder oh wow so guilty on all counts within two hours which is like pretty cool yeah incredible incredibly fast um so the judge sentenced judith to life without parole in prison and Corey was very relieved he said like this is the first time he didn't feel like he had to look over his shoulder everywhere he went yeah wasn't living in fear anymore Unfortunately, that only lasted for a few years because Judith appealed so many times for a new trial that in 2016, she was finally granted her appeal (gasps) based on lack of evidence that this had actually happened. And because apparently three witnesses uh, in the original trial, they determined to could have potentially tainted the outcome of the trial. So they were like, this is like a they're overturning it. And um, the uh, verdict was appealed. So then in 2019, they slated a new trial for that March. Um, but Judith, dis- instead of going to trial again, took a plea deal in exchange for 10 years in prison, including the five she already served. So five years more. <laughs> and her defense attorneys are like very, very uh, gung-ho about stressing that the plea does not admit her guilt, only that the prosecutors could have enough evidence to convict. So they wanted to just take the plea deal and move on even though she wasn't guilty judith to this day claims she is innocent and she uh, if all goes as planned should be released in 2024 so like four years from now very soon well Corey, if you're listening or if someone you know listens to this please pass this message along i fucking believe you absolutely that is bullshit i'm so sorry for everything that's happened horrific i mean and he was saying like in the show in the episode that like when the police were like oh we believe you it was like the most shocking you know what i mean it was just like they believe me like he never thought you know and then his first thought is i'm going to jail which is just the saddest thing so it's like they believe me oh fuck they believe (laughs) me right exactly yeah i mean he must have been in just turmoil for all those years i can't even fathom but like as for him um he's doing okay he is moving on with his life um apparently has goals of attending law school and wants to be an advocate for child abuse victims oh and also like a weird note is that so his, I mean, speak of like weird psychological things, but his mom's family like believed he was abused, but they told themselves or they believe outwardly, outspokenly that somebody else was abusing him. 
not his mother. And they never cared to find that out? Find so out about it? So they think, like, he won't admit who it is or something. I don't know. They said they believe it happened before Judith entered the picture. Someone else had abused him, and he just won't admit to it, or he thinks Weird. it was her. Because uh, his grandmother, I think, it, oh, no, his aunt, his aunt who called him the problem child or whatever, um, she was saying, she was interviewed, and she was saying, um, yeah, well, the psychologist said, like, it was real. Like, he was really abused. He wasn't making it up, which leads me to think someone else was doing this to him. And I'm like, how twisted must your logic be? Also, I feel like he's definitely been honest about a whole lot lately. Like, exactly. I feel like if something else were there, I feel like the second I opened my mouth about the truth on that, I would not be able to stop telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. And all the psychologists who interviewed him were like, yeah, this is all very legitimate. <laughs> like, he's not making this up. He's very traumatized. Um, this all happened to him. And he's saying it was his mother, and it leads led him to, you know, kill his father. Wow. Um, and so that was just was a weird thing, and I wonder if that's just, like, your brain protecting, like, your your world view. Sure, yeah. You know, like, oh, no, no, no. Sure, he was abused. It's horrible, but it was not her. Right, like, right, 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 right. So she claims she's innocent. Um, apparently, when she was taken out of the, like, when she was originally um, sentenced to life in prison security was taking her out and she tried to like lunge and grab him and everyone was like well that adds to the uh <laughs> that doesn't help her <laughs> right it's not a good look if you're trying to remain innocent quote unquote um so right like i said Corey has the goal of being an advocate for child abuse victims um which is awesome and also obviously uh side note if you or someone you know is a victim of abuse or you think even maybe possibly it could be not necessarily physical if you see something say something right not necessarily physical could be um, mental emotional whatever uh you can reach out to the national domestic violence hotline 24 7 at 1-800-799-7233 that is the very traumatic and twisty turny story of Corey Broninger. wow i hope you're okay I do too, Corey. Oh my gosh, you deserve the whole fucking world. I hope you become the most famous, most rich, wealthiest, most powerful <laughs> lawyer in the whole wide world. Oh, uh, yeah, you deserve it for sure. It's uh. just horrific. It's just horrific. And to be like, they were like, well, did th is this happening to the other kids? And he's like, oh, no, no, they're her real children. <laughs> it's like, wow. how twisted. He deserves a lot of love. Yes, and we are sending it his way. Yes. So that's disturbing. It was definitely... I mean, absolutely fucked up, but what a story. What a story. I mean, definitely a lot of twists and turns on that one. Yours was a fun half today. <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> Let's go back to the fact that, like, Curious George doesn't have a tail. I'm still thrown about that, because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't know. I think I had a book with his tail. Well, anatomically, he should have a tail, right? Yeah, right? I think. I Do monkeys have tails? Is this another one? If it one? doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. If it has... Oh, yeah. is that a thing? Well, it's a VeggieTales song. Oh, <laughs> Like, if it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. It's an ape. So, is he an ape? No. If he doesn't have a tail, he's an ape. I thought he was oh, a monkey. Oh, oh. No, if he doesn't have a tail, he's a monkey, right? If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. Oh, if it doesn't a have a tail, it's not a monkey. It's an ape. So, it's an ape. So, Curious, curious George. George. Hmm. Curious George, I'm curious about you. Hit us hmm. up in the comments below. <laughs> Let us know, CG. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, on that note, sorry, uh, this is a good story. I don't know how to finish this. You do it this time. What? We never know how to finish this. Thank you for listening, I guess. <sighs> if you would like to learn more about us for some ungodly reason, please go to and that's why we drink.com. Pretty much every piece of information you need about us is there. Or Google M. Schultz 
select any of the pre-approved uh, <laughs> fill-in suggestions because there's some wild ones. Or look up uh, Christine Schieffer husband. Or Christine Schieffer M. Schultz, which seem to be the only care people thing people care about. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, I don't know when this one comes out, but if we do have a show coming to your town and there are still tickets, please, please come. I'm telling you that the show is super duper worth it. You're going to have a blast. Yeah, and we're not, we're doing something different, hopefully, next time um, if there's another tour. So this is like the the one chance to see it yes can't wait to give you all an update on maine and uh maine and vermont because i've never been i'm very excited i'm excited too um thank you everyone for listening and that's why we drink (laughs) at least we came up with that ending when it comes to listing your home for sale everyone and their mom has advice oh honey who's gonna want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac it's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.